0: Cybersecurity is still not being adopted widely by many organizations, but there's much interest because of recent breaches. And to discuss cybersecurity, I'm joined by Jürgen Weiss. He's Managing Vice President at Gartner. Welcome, Jürgen. Hello, welcome. We're at the Gartner Conference 2014, I was here two years ago and at that point one of the concerns was that uh, insurers didn't have the expertise to underwrite policies and that's why you saw a variety of different kinds of policies by different insurers. Uh, How has the situation changed or has it? Not really and uh, not a lot Eric, I mean
1: if you think about 80%, 90% of the cyber insurance business is underwritten in the US, so knowledge is concentrated to some degree there's some business growing also outside the u.s. there have been a lot of breaches in the UK in Germany in some other markets Um, but still knowledge is uh, not widely distributed there are around 50 providers that are offering cyber insurance these days but you know good underwriters especially since this is a relatively young product
0: um, hard still hard to find in the market you mentioned that most of it's written in the United States, a lot of companies operate globally. What are some of the challenges organizations face abroad in getting cyber insurance? Well, I mean, one of the first questions, of course, is you know what are the kind of
1: limits and how much coverage can they actually obtain? Even the largest one, you know, the, the, the highest coverage you may get is in the range of 20 to 30 million dollars. So if you are a multinational organization, your risks are typically much, much higher than that, Eric. So I think one of the challenges for First of all, is to get uh, you know proper coverage and find an organization that would be willing to underwrite your global you know your risks globally. Um, second, a typical issue for multinationals is that they are not having a uh, normally a centralized risk management organization. Typically, risk management processes and policies do vary from region to region, from affiliate to affiliate because of cultural differences, because of differences in regulations, because of differences in legal consequences. Um, So that is one of the other issues that typically a multinational will go for a more regional approach when it comes to cyber insurance.
0: There's still not a lot of companies that are, are, are buying cyber insurance. There's been a lot of breaches around, a lot of publicities. What's holding organizations back? One of the biggest issues I think that is holding companies back is, first of all, you know,
1: awareness. Um, you know, what are these products offering? What are the coverages they provide? And of course, concerns that are these um, policies really or are the providers are really covering in the case of a loss. So I think like any insurance product,
0: you are not sure as a client will that be covered. Um, On that point, is there enough evidence or data out there to show whether or not insurance companies are paying off as, uh, as users expect <laughs> great question normally that is not being <laughs> settled you know <laughs> in public
1: so um, you know typically there will be you know some sort of liability issues that come up and you know companies or insurers will not pay the entire amount the problem is you do have very very little insight you know how much insurers are actually really paying and you know what is basically be uh, on left on the shoulders of the clients do, do you think that could
0: be reason why some companies aren't buying insurance
1: that's certainly one of the reasons Uh, you know there have also been a number of cases for instance there was a case with Sony and their insurance company Sony wanted to get coverage but their insurance policy didn't you know cover some of the incidents that Sony was exposed to so you know these kind of uh, discussions and legal battles are obviously shying away clients from purchasing cyber insurance besides that one of the other issues is the products are still not highly standardized. I mean, I looked at probably 15 different policies and they are pretty unique still. I mean, you have some commonalities like, you know, what is being covered, what are li- what are uh, liabilities, what are obligations of customers. And there are also some certain, you know, coverage areas or risk areas. But still, you know, the products are, you know, let's say custom designed to some degree to specific client needs.
0: Is that because the newness of, relative newness of cyber insurance or is it because of rapidly changing Threat environment out there, a combination of both. A,
1: g- a couple of re- a couple of reasons. I mean, first of all, of course, you know the environment is dynamically changing. There are constantly new threats, um, you know, that are being emerging. Also, the types of cyber risks, you know, cyber terrorism, things that we haven't. Uh, I mean, pre- previously I saw a, a, um, I saw uh, on the news that Dixons in the UK was being hacked. The website was hacked, and there was an organization that's basically threatened them to, you know, disclose credit card information if they are not paying a certain amount so this is like uh, you know uh, ransoms to some degree uh, I, is, ra-
0: is this ransomware is something that is insurable
1: well um, you know I mean there are a couple of things that are being covered in these policies and that would be possible again the question is you know how is these you know p- typically these are the consequences of you know malware or viruses or whatsoever that are being you know brought into your network by improper use of end users that still end users are the biggest threat you know it's yeah. <laughs> still in the in in the in these cases so you know the question is would that be insured at all that is one of the reasons i mean this changing environment and then of course the um, you know constant um, evolvement. there are there are still you know there's still uh, let's say limited actuarial data to allow insurers to come up with precise calculations so that's another reason why these products are so individual and of course it's a growing industry as well i mean everybody is i mean a lot i mean especially insurers and the brokers are banging the drum for cyber insurance, and they are seeing huge market opportunities out there. Of course,
0: by fear, uh, uncertainty, and doubt. But there's <laughs> still, but there's still only 50 insurers, and I think you know, in other kinds of liability insurance, there are hundreds, right?
1: Uh, absolutely, the cyber insurance. If you look at it from a you know, the entire property and casualty market is, a, a I, I did a calculation a couple of years ago. I mean, this is a single-digit percentage. Still, very, very small market environment. But of course, I mean, specialized and highly specialized and uh, probably also from a profitability point of view quite interesting for insurance companies
0: right some of the insurance companies are differentiating themselves by offering additional services of basically advising uh, companies how to go about it risk management uh, packages are they usually sold with um, with the insurance itself or are these separate packages uh, how valuable are these and uh, how's that market developing
1: yeah there are two basically two two scenarios here one scenario is you are going for a, um, a cyber insurance policy and the insurer is covering the losses so they were just uh, provide monetary compensation there are also other uh, policies where the insurer is providing for instance breach data breach support uh, marketing support uh, public relations communication support whatsoever so they are providing a a set of experts which are at your command or which are at your assistance as a client Uh, I think that is peculiarly interesting and and um, uh, and a good offering for smaller clients smaller corporate clients that do not have the financial or the human skill uh, human resources to establish these kind of data breach controls or data breach activities themselves so I think that's a very valuable offering especially for smaller customers
0: because it's a relatively new field do premiums w- vary widely as compared to maybe other kinds of yeah, insurance
1: right. yes yeah I mean absolutely okay uh, well premiums um, would you know vary between roughly 15 to to, to f- maybe fifty thousand dollars per $1 million loss. So there is a wide range which is not only attributed because of the new product types but also to the types of risks. Are we talking about, let's say, very basic network intrusion? Are we talking about large-scale t- cyber terrorism issues, um, etc.? So the, you, you need to imagine that these policies are covering a broad range of risks so that is partly attributed to the you know distribution of policy
0: premiums. If we have the opportunity, we're sitting outside on a nice sunny day here at the Gartner Conference, and if we have the opportunity to do this again two years from now, what do you think you'll be talking about with cyber insurance?
1: Well, what I'm thinking about is that cyber insurance is not, there's not going to be an explosion in demand. We, we, have, we have seen steady growth during the last couple of years. Um, I think what cyber, the biggest benefit of cyber insurance probably is that clients are becoming aware of the fact that this is not going to be the solution For their security and risk management issues, cyber insurance is going to be one element and the least, you know, the lender of least resort essentially for their risk management practices. Um, So we are not going to see in two years everybody having a cyber insurance policy, but we're going to be hopefully seeing more awareness um, about best risk management practices. And then, you know, cyber insurance could be one element of those best practices.
0: Thank you, Jurgen. Your thanks, Eric. I've been speaking with Jurgen Weiss of Gartner.